high atop 107 Columbia in the heart of Nipty Radio with both eyes on the fall foliage. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nipty Practice Tips. This week we're going to be discussing part two of the CPL 71030 notice issues, this one addressing statements. Here we go. There are three basic types of evidence that can be suppressed as a result of law enforcement personnel using improper procedures to obtain that evidence. One is statements of a defendant made to law enforcement. The second, a witness's identification of the defendant as a result of a law enforcement orchestrated identification procedure and physical evidence recovered from the defendant's person or from a place in which he or she has an expectation of privacy. Whenever the people have evidence of such an identification or statement which they intend to offer trial, they are required by statute, CPL 71031A or B, to notify the defense of such intent and the existence of such evidence. As part of the notice, the people are required to state in detail the date, time, location, method of identification, and substance of the statement. Please see People v. Lopez in 1994 Court of Appeals decision. Proper notice can be made either orally, such as at the criminal court arraignment on the original complaint, or in writing, such as in a voluntary disclosure form given to the defense with an indictment. When the evidence is a statement of the defendant made to a public servant that, quote, if involuntarily made, would render the evidence thereof suppressible, a people-initiated notification to the defense must be made within 15 days of the defendant's arraignment on the indictment. CCPL 71030 Subdivision 2. The fact that the statement proved to be, for example, a spontaneous statement, does not excuse the required notice. It is for the courts to make these decisions, not for the people. See People v. Chase, a Court of Appeals decision from 1995. This 15-day rule is strictly enforced by the courts in both ID and statement cases. The courts will permit late notice only if the people can make a good cause showing for the delay, and this is a heavy, heavy burden and a difficult hurdle for the people to overcome. For example, in the key case involving statement notice, People v. O'Doherty, a Court of Appeals decision from 1987, The fact that a police detective failed to inform the ADA of a statement made by the defendant was not considered good cause. While this detective had been in contact with the ADA, he was working on investigation of another crime the defendant committed in another county. This lack of communication was not considered good cause. Basically, knowledge of a statement made to law enforcement officers are attributable to the people even if they are not informed of their existence until after the 15 days has elapsed. The fact that the delay does not cause any prejudice to the defense is irrelevant. Late notice cannot be cured by providing the information as part of CPL Article 240 Discovery. Again, see People v. Lopez. Informing the defense as part of discovery practice that there was a statement by the defendant cannot substitute for proper 71030 notice, even if the discovery is supplied within the 15-day period. In litigating cases today, since the primary purpose of notice is to assure that the defendant's claims of improper police conduct will be made before the trial, and no sworn allegations of fact are required for the defense to at least secure a suppression hearing, 
for claimed errors in identification or statement securing procedures, the sufficiency of the notice is no longer a large issue, except, of course, for the substance of the statement itself. Please see People v. Rivera, a First Department case from 2003. The content of the notice must be, in sum and substance, the entirety of the statement, but does not require a word-for-word transcription. Once again, see the aforementioned People v. Lopez. When the people fail to give proper notice, but the defense moves for and takes part in a suppression hearing addressing the procedures that led to the securing of the statement. Pursuant to CPL 71030 Subdivision 3, the defense has waived any claim for preclusion it may have for either notice failure or an insufficiency of that notice. When a defendant moves to preclude a statement evidence due to defective notice, and the motion court denies that motion by the defense, the defense is then faced with a difficult decision. If the defense then decides to proceed with a suppression hearing, he or she waives any appellate right, even if the court was incorrect, that they may have had as to the notice issue. Please see People v. Kirkland, a Court of Appeals decision from 1997. If the people omit a substantive portion of the statement in the notice, but at the hearing, that omitted portion is made part of the record and the defense does not object during the course of the hearing as to this, quote, late notice of a substantive part of the statement. This litigation results in a waiver of any claim of insufficient notice. In the case of People v. Wynn, a 2009 case from the First Department, the court wrote, the court properly received portions of defendant's statement to a detective for which the people had not provided timely notice because the detective testified about the complete statement at the suppression hearing and defendant had a full opportunity to litigate the issue, rendering irrelevant any deficiency in the notice. The defense may open the door to permit a late notice by presenting the defense that is inconsistent with what the defendant told law enforcement officers at the time of his or her arrest. In such cases, whether or not the defendant testifies, the statement would be admissible as an admission, that is, a previous statement by the defendant that is inconsistent with his or her position at trial. Therefore, when that evidence is presented, whether it's by the defendant testifying or by other witnesses for the defense, notice can properly be served, and if needed, a Huntley hearing can be held during the course of the trial. And this is so even if the people had originally given notice and then withdrawn the notice because the statement at that time had no real probative value for the people. Intent to use the defendant's grand jury testimony on your direct case does not require 71030 1A notice to the defense. Likewise, the intent to use pedigree information does not require this form of notice. However, using pedigree information cannot be a substitute for impermissible questioning. Please see People v. Rodney, Court of Appeals case from 1995. Statements only used for impeachment purposes do not require 71031A notice, but do require a proper response to discovery demands and motions under 24020 subdivision 1A. Statements to civilians, of course, do not require 71031A notice. For all the case law authority for today's practice tip, please see the written version of this practice tip, CPL 71031A notices, intent to offer statements made to Leo's.
As always, our thanks to our crack producer and leaf raker, Jonathan Marconi Crispino. To all of you, be well and stay ready, my friends. Bye.